0: Is everything in place? You weren't supposed to relieve me. I know, but I felt like taking a shift. You like him, don't you? You like watching him. Don't be ridiculous. We're going to kill him. You understand that? Morpheus believes he is the one. Do you? It doesn't matter what I believe. You don't, do you?
1: Did you hear that? Hear what? Are you sure this line is clean?
0: Yeah, of course I'm sure. I better go. Hello everyone, welcome to another episode of I'll Give That 10 Minutes with me Davey Today's episode is a very special one because it's for one of two reasons. One, I've got a new guest on, new friend of the show, and two, it's about one of my favourite films of all time, The Matrix. Arguably a major influential film, certainly in a lot of people's eyes, it's paved the way to a lot of benchmark movie making processes that we see nowadays. It's still a fantastic film, really watchable and an essential sci-fi movie for anyone's collection. And to go through this film, I have invited on a very special guest either. guess like I said, a friend of the show, and he's also an actor himself, the greatest Hollywood actor ever, time will tell. But yeah, a friend of the show we've recently got in contact with and invited him on. So to shoot The Breeze, about The Matrix, and dare I say many other things, I'm going to invite the one and only Mr. Stephen J. Holleran. Hello, welcome to the show.
1: Oh, hello. That was a great introduction.
0: Thank you. Thank you very much.
1: <laughs> how, how are you? I'm all right. A bit in the throat. And I, I haven't done podcasts before, you know. I've done radio before, yeah, um, but nothing this confined, you know, where it has to be like in a podcast form. So it's, it's new to me. I'm a virgin to this.
0: Well, I'll try and uh, break you in gently or as gently as possible. Please do. Please do. <laughs> I'm just attaching my rubber glove right now. No, it's not that bad. It's not that bad. <laughs> Is it made of leather? I hope not. But, uh, leather, leather will come into play quite predominantly in this chat, I would think. But- oh, I hope so,
1: because I, I do like a bit of leather. Oh, well, yeah.
0: you do. Well, it's gonna it's gonna do well considering that the Matrix features a lot of leather. I'm sure it's gonna be mm. the exact subject you need to talk about. Um, are we
1: just talking about the first one today? By the way, we just, are just after back. We All are, right, um, but...
0: although obviously we do have you know Matrix Reloads, of Matrix Revolutions, and the forthcoming Matrix Four subtitle, whatever it's gonna be. I prefer to just speak about the original. A, yeah, great, a great, a great, in my opinion, standalone movie that I have enjoyed many, many a time and still do. In fact, I recently yeah. rewatched it just to catch up for this podcast, just to get a, a fresh set of eyes and ears on it. Just to, you know, as I say, yeah, refresh, I've
1: literally just finished watching it myself about an hour ago because I had no time all week and then suddenly, bam, I, I thought, Shh, I can't watch it. So
0: that's what I did. And you still enjoyed it, I assume? Oh, yeah.
1: I mean, what's not to like? I mean, I introduced my son to it as well this morning. Uh, sorry, today, not this morning. Because he, he, he'd watched it before, but he took no notice of it years oh, really? ago. Uh, he wasn't bothered. He was, he was playing Roblox or something. And then today he finally sat down and watched it and he loved it. Absolutely loved it.
0: It's a it's a so, fantastic film. I mean, it's it's arguably dated by all means because it has been out since I think what ninety nine two thousand. I don't like, think I
1: don't think you can say it's dated because it's set in the time frame that it is, and it jumps forward, doesn't it, in the narrative? So to me, it's set in the time period that it doesn't m- m- make it dated at all because the technology is just as good then as it is now. You know, do you know what I mean it's? It, yeah. I mean, look at the Terminator films. The Terminator films they were made in ninety one. And the technology that made them groundbreaking still exists today. This and you true. can't perfect it. Yeah. So it's the same difference to me. And I think the new Matrix film's gonna be more or less the same thing. It's gonna it's gonna feel similar.
0: I mean, as as bad as sequels go, you know, it, it's something that I'm not overly excited to see. But I still want to no, see I'm it to see That's where just... where they go with this direction of it, how yeah. how they kind of end their story, I suppose. But why is this
1: going to be an end? Is this, is this the fourth one going to start a new trilogy, or is it going to be you know another cash cow? Or what's it to... I don't know anything about it.
0: I mean, th- th- it's all up in the air at the moment. We we think it's going to be like an ending to the complete saga. The fact that it's bringing in recurring that, we? characters, we didn't need it at all. The first film ended yeah. quite well, even with yeah. the trilogy ending as it ended, we sort of got closure on it, but.
1: Yeah, the philosophical themes that again we're going to touch on in a bit is what makes it meaningful to me, and the way it ended with the third film in a deep way—that was it. That was closure done. Yeah. Um, so, what the fourth film is—it just worries me sometimes when they start doing this. But anyway, let's let's stay on the <laughs> the first
0: one. <laughs> Before, obviously, jumping straight in, I just want to obviously introduce the listeners to yourself. So. If you would, wouldn't mind, just give us a bit of background about yourself. I've explained, obviously, you're, you're an up-and-coming actor and a Matrix fan, obviously. But just, oh, yeah, just, yeah. A, just a bit of brief details about yourself, if you don't mind, Stephen.
1: Well, I'm an actor. Obviously, I am an actor, but I'm, I'm, I'm one who started very young, worked my way up through the ranks, did theatre, did amateur dramatics, then went on to stage theatre, then I went into extra work, then small parts, then soaps. Then I stopped because, you know, as a... Look, you know, you have kids and then you <laughs> have oh, to stop. Yes. Uh, ten years later, I, I got back into acting again, lost after losing my hair and changing everything about myself. And now I'm just trying to find my feet again because it's a completely new industry than I, I remember. You have to do all sorts of nonsense now. And I'm now doing my own YouTube channel shows and um, with a co-presenter called Harry. You know Harry, don't you? Oh yes. Um, he's he's a character, isn't he? Um, and I he's feel hilarious. He, he didn't know. He didn't know that was coming on tonight, and I totally forgot that was to tell him. And uh, I do feel bad, so I owe him. I owe him now. But if you're <laughs> listening, Harry, sorry. Um, but he, me, and him are working so hard at the moment to do what you're doing, which is create fun content for people. And uh, your support's been really good, so thank you
0: no it's 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 more than a pleasure i was going to obviously reiterate the the thanks i was going to give out because it's been nice to get some feedback from the likes of yourselves and and new listeners to the show it's always nice to get positive feedback and it has been nothing but positive so you know the thanks go about to you as well it's nice to get someone fresh on the show that's been following me and taking an interest and supporting me so Mm -hmm. thanks to you as well
1: exactly and, and this is spotify right isn't it it's um is it just spotify or is it something else i
0: can't quite remember it's pretty much available wherever you can get a podcast it's it does go straight to Spotify first, but you can get it on a various number of outlets. You know, Castbox. You can get an Apple Podcast, Google Podcasts, Radio Public, and various others. So it's quite out there. Ah, okay,
1: that's fine. I'll, I'll I'll take a look then. Yeah, I'll take a look.
0: If you like your kind of nerdy geekiness with a a touch of Scouse involved, then you know it's worth giving it a go. There's <laughs> there's, a, there's a different topic for every every episode, and there's something for everyone. So I dare say there's something you'll appeal oh, to.
1: That is exactly, think that's exactly. it. because Jenny introduced us, didn't she? My sister, yes, she's wanted to introduce us. And I think the reason why she did it is because me and you have got a similar way of looking at our content because we don't want to just stay in the same vein of yeah, stuff. Yeah, that's we correct, yeah. really just throw stuff out there that that could hit a few genres, really.
0: Yeah, um, I, th- I think the aim is to get a really good mix bag of different people. I don't want to just be a movie uh, chatting guy or a music guy or a TV guy. I want to try and be a, a very broad kind of spectrum in terms of subjects. So I'm hoping to get quite a wide range of people listening.
1: And also, because you're a fellow Liverpudlian, I and mean, I'm not technically from Liverpool, I'm from Runcorn, uh, Cheshire, but I want to create a talent pool in Liverpool, do you know what I mean, of different people, actors, musicians, just get people all involved in this one little bubble, and I think that would work really well in Liverpool, because every, every one of my contacts seems to be Manchester okay, or yeah. Yorkshire, and it, it doesn't seem to be... I mean, I'm starting to build up a good contact base in Liverpool, but it needs to be bigger, definitely.
0: Mm. It's interesting you mentioned Runcorme, because I was actually originally from Runcombe when I was a... Uh, no. When, when I first... Well, I say when I was first conceived. I was only conceived once. It's not like Neil coming back from <laughs> the gym. But although I was technically given birth to an, um, in Liverpool, I was brought up in Runcombe the first couple of years of my life. Ah. So, although I can't... So,
1: basically, you're, you're like the John Bishops of the world, who was born in Liverpool, I had the house knocked down. Had to move to Runcorn. <laughs>
0: yeah, something like that, yeah. <laughs> Hated it, and then, <laughs> then moved back. Then moved back, and I've, I've been in Liverpool been since, yeah. yeah. So it, so there's there's a nice little knob there. There's a kind of a, a Runcorn bonding sort of area there, which is nice. Oh, well, it's
1: good. Whereabouts in Runcorn did you live before we move on? Do you know, I'll be honest
0: with you, it's that long ago, I couldn't remember. But um, Was, it was, it, was it there was a,
1: a shop, a chippy and a pub
0: there? I would imagine so, but as I was very, very young, I couldn't tell you where it was. It was literally the first few years of my life, and then we moved over. So I don't. Oh, so those bad memories have bled away now into something a bit better. Yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. No. But, but you know, there's, there's you. This heritage <laughs> there. There's heritage there. Yeah, so again, you know, it's 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 nice to have someone new. new on. I do obviously appreciate the the time have taken to speak to me today. No problem. No and, problem. Um, it's just it's just great that we've chosen such a great movie to start this this, this journey together on in terms of podcasting because. I mean, it's Matrix. I mean, what's not to love? At the end of the day,
1: Well, it's got everything. It's got everything, hasn't it?
0: You're getting drama. You're getting action. You're getting great sci-fi scenes. You're getting martial arts. You're getting gunplay, bullet time. The major use of bullet time in it. Fantastic storyline. Fantastic characters. The whole way it was made it keeps you going back to re-watch it and re-watch it because it's that gripping. And they don't, they don't money-cuddle you. They don't. The people who wrote the script, they don't
1: treat you like an idiot. Even though they're trying to introduce it to complex themes, yeah, they don't, they don't go. Why did you do that? Well, it's because of this. Do you know what I mean? They don't. It's all made for a reason. Like when the cat walks across the landing, and yeah, they could have gone because of this, because of this, because of this. They just um, play about with the idea, and then make you make you sort of come to that conclusion yourself about what that means.
0: You know, it's a very easy plot to follow. Yeah, like you said, they don't model call you. They just they just tell you what's the, what's the situation. Let's move on and deal with what's going on in the film. We while
1: while simultaneously introducing deep notions, philosophical notions, which I oh, yeah. really I can't get enough of with with these movies.
0: It's great that they've got a good a good kind of a good meaning behind them. It's not just a sci fi hmm. movie. It's not just a kung fu movie with guns in it. It's it's got a lot of. Back notes, like you say, it's got meaning behind certain characters and how they're portrayed and what they stand for and so on. And it can
1: it can be that for some people because some people just switch off and think, oh dumb action. But and and sometimes it can on the surface look like that. But obviously it's got layers and you peel off each layer as you get to know and the rewatches, yeah. which is what it's made for.
0: It's, a, it's so good. I remember the first... Well, the first couple of times I'd watched it, colleagues at the time had said they'd seen it and they came out thinking, what if what if we're in the Matrix now? What if this isn't the real world? And so on and so <laughs> on. So. I'm like, come on, it's, it's clearly a movie, but it's a good movie. Mm. You can't read Which, too much it, into I mean, it. I mean,
1: it, I'm not going to lie, it changed my life. It changed everything, what I perceive because at the time I was... Um, how old was I? About 14? I can't remember now. Oh, fuck it. Um, basically, I... Um, I, I was working at a paper shop and I was young and I saw this movie and I went, oh my God, everything the same about it. What what does it mean to be real? What does it mean to be human? What does it mean to touch something? You know, that that what Lawrence Fishburne said, um, Morpheus, he went, what is real? What do you, how do you define real? And it's electrical impulses,
0: exactly. which I've heard before yeah.
1: in Star Trek, because I, I watched Star Trek and they say, well, what's real as well? And, and what what is the level of consciousness, what is existence, and it
0: changed everything for me. And a lot of people, like you say, they just take it as a, as a, as a film, like an action movie. But there's so much backstory, back thought to put into the film, like you say, references to you know human existence and what it means to be alive and so on. Those kind of films, they make you come back because they just wow you that much. It's not, it's not. No, just and, and, about... and that's
1: why the good, and that's why the good, like the, the the films of the past, um, they, they teach you a lesson in the narrative. And it's has it got a veneer of action and whatever, but there's a raw meaning behind it. Mm. And that's why people go back to them and not to these dumb ones that are made now.
0: I totally agree. You're listening to Davey Aves. I give that 10 minutes. Jeez. I mean, it's just going off the, mm. off the opening, um, the opening sort of few scenes, you've got the building yeah. where the cops are about to go into the building to, to capture Trinity, played by uh, Carrie Ann Moss. And I love it when the agents turn up. And that cop who just says, um, <laughs> "You can take that jurus my diction crap and you can cram it up your ass." I'm like, "Yes, <laughs> yes." Straight away, I know there's going to be some comedy in here as well as great sequences because you need that. You yeah. need a bit of a bit of comic relief in it just to make it more humorous and more. What well, was that bit?
1: There was that bit uh, obviously? Not, I not jumping ahead, but I'll keep keep it brief. When he's literally they are doing the, the play fighting, you know, Morpheus and and Neo. Yeah, yeah. And there's this one little bit where he just goes and kicks in. And that's funny. Uh, I yeah. don't know why it's funny, but it's funny. And it's those little humour that doesn't take away from what's going on, but it's there and it makes you laugh. I do like those moments.
0: There was times when I'd watch it thinking, well, if I'm on a computer, who's watching me? Am I being watched from a, a virtual world? Am I being changed in somebody else? Am I using a persona that could be misconstrued as someone else? Very thoughtful. Well, that,
1: that, and, and the thing with me, especially when, as the years have gone by, is that it does unpack a level of truth in the society we're living in, because we, especially after 9-11, because uh, I was, it was not long after that, when the Matrix, well, before it, when the Matrix came out, but, and then how the media covered it, and how the media is now, the way they sort of manipulate, fabricate, and mm. and then what what is real in that control grid, and that's where the Matrix, it just means it's more relevant than ever. Do
0: you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. The initial meeting between Morpheus and Neo, and, yeah. he asked me if he <clears throat> believes in fate and he says he doesn't because yeah. he doesn't like the idea that he's not in control of his own destiny and I really yeah. I really sort of felt felt kind of close to that particular state because I'm I've been like that a of times you no know, people say oh it must be fate if you didn't win that prize or you didn't get that particular job or achieve what you did no it's not fate I control what I do in my life if I want to get a certain job I'll get a certain thing then I strive to go and get it I'm not relying on mm. some mystical force to guarantee <laughs> that I get this thing like it's not. It's not going to happen on a related rate. So I was like, "Yes, Neo, exactly." The world around you is not all pre-predicted. It's down to you to decide and change what you want to do.
1: Yeah, I'm the same. My, my philosophy was that if you allow yourself to be present, if you if you open every single door, opportunity open to you, then things happen. They come to you, and then obviously people assume that's fate. Oh, you 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 wouldn't have got there if you hadn't have done this. Well, no, it's it's just just I'm like a I'm like a leaf in a stream, floating around, and I'm just knocking into things. And that's how life is, isn't it?
0: A leaf in a stream. It's an interesting uh, metaphor. I like that. I like that. I'm like a leaf oh, in a stream.
1: There's there's more to come.
0: <laughs> it, it sounds very zen. I feel like I should be hitting a gong right about now, which I'll. Oh have yeah. To... But, uh, again, this is what these movies are about
1: because they're taking it from that that genre, really, aren't they? They're translating it into Western culture. But the, these ideas are centuries old, you know, how, how they deal with cause and effect, especially when the second film, they deal with that cause and effect approach. They do. Um, but anyway, you continue because I'm gonna keep putting in. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Just a quick a quick summary, really, because obviously there's there's people out there, there's not a many many of them, but there are people out there who haven't even seen the Matrix yet. Obviously, a brief summary. Oh, it, blasphemy. But I know, I know. I, I don't speak to those particular people, but there are people out there who haven't seen it. You know who they, okay. who they are, but you know for those people who haven't, essentially okay. Thomas Anderson, who is a computer programmer by day, played by Keanu Reeves, is also a computer hacker named Neo who's striving to find the Matrix, a, a system of computers that he's been obsessed with for a long time, the Matrix being a computer-generated world run by a set of machines where we humans are in this machine as a power source, essentially. And everyone's living their lives in this machine, a bit like a virtual reality game, I suppose, but much more advanced, to be controlled. And one by one, these humans want to leave. They want to become into the real world and fight for the human race because the machines want to take over. It's very kind of Terminator-esque. It's got that same, same sort of... You know, the, te- the, the machines want to take over the world and destroy all the humans and the humans want to fight back. It's been seen in many various sorts of films. But mm. you take that main theme and then you make it into this amazing film where you have great action sequences, great characters with good backstories. The visuals are great. I just think in terms of that particular genre, again, similar to the likes of Terminator and so on, it stands out as one of the better ones. Mm, definitely. You do, definitely. You do feel like you want the humans to beat the machines. Because mm. you know, though- there's real struggle there. There's there, real there, there, is, there, isn't They it? don't want to let go. They've relied on these machines for most of their lives. And yet, mm. if they leave, they go into a you know a desolate wasteland, an apocalyptic world where there's not much there. Or you could mm. stay tied to a machine which controls your life the rest of... Well, controls the rest of your life. So it's, it's a hard one. Just stay or you go.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, definitely.
0: Seeing how good the Matrix is, and I should say as well, I love the fact that when they're in the Matrix itself, all the visuals are shot with a green tint, a green colouring.
1: I assume, because when I first saw The Matrix, it wasn't that intense, the green. Um, I think it's because they were trying to sort of not be too obvious with it. But then in the second and third, the green tint was really more present. And then they went back and re-edited the, the original mm. to, to sort of have more of a green tint, which I thought is okay. Because if you look at the old um, packaging, um, it, was, it wasn't any green at all. That's right. On yeah. the old packaging. Yeah. And then if they've gone back and retro, retroactively changed it to suit the rest. But again, it doesn't, it doesn't mean it mean anything really. I mean, I, I watched it today on YouTube because, you know, but well, I had to rent it <laughs> because I don't come find my DVD anywhere. <laughs> um, I know, but I'm glad they did because it was in Ultra HD and that, so you could see a lot more in, in, the, yeah. in the picture. And yeah, like you say, the green is much more present in this version, you
0: know. It is. It is. I like again. It's to differentiate between the scenes that are shot in the in brackets real world and when you're inside yeah. the Matrix. There's a scene when Neo's back gone back to work at the office he works for, and um, he receives a package from you know UPS style driver, and it's got a really amazing kick-ass Nokia phone, and that we all wanted when the Matrix came out with the sliding mouthpiece. Which was an awful phone, but we all loved it because if Neo has it, and Morpheus has it, we all want to have it. but so look I've got this one <laughs> see that, see that's retro for the purposes of the of the show. It's a flip form that Stevens just whipped out. much it wasn't much, anything else <laughs> much, yes much like a a matrix star phone you know, Neo would be proud, I'm sure. But he gets I like the... retro. Retro's always good, especially with me. I love like mm. 80s and retro stuff. But he answered the call straight away, and Morpheus is guiding him out of the building to avoid the agents that are coming to arrest him and guide him to climb up that window. Now. Given the choice, you've never seen this guy before, and yet he's telling you how to get out of a building by jumping out of a window onto a... What do they call it, the window cleaners use? Uh, oh, a uh, scaffold. It says sca- scaffold. Scaffold, yeah. yeah. I mean,
1: But it's not a scaffold, is it? It's more like a... a well, I can't remember now. It's just one of those devices. Yeah. Yeah, go on. The window cleaners lift,
0: I'm going to call it that. That'll do fine. <laughs> yeah, think? we'll get it later in bed. So, so this guy... <laughs> This guy who you've never seen before but you've been searching most of your life for advises you to get out of a window on the top floor of a building and get onto a window cleaner's lift to avoid being arrested. There's no effing way I would climb up that window. Given the situation, would you agree or would you disagree? Oh, I I mean, I was watching it myself before going, hmm, he could definitely get around that
1: corner bit. But then getting on the scaffold was the issue because there's no way on it without having to really... Hold on for dear life, you know. No way would I get.
0: I'd happily get arrested and then see what. And it's comes just to
1: emphasise the fact that he's still in the system, so he's still in control of his fear. Exactly, and that's another. Exactly. That's another metaphor. That's another. Um, that's another. Hint at what what the philosophical theme is that you know if you're in the system you can't get away from it you know
0: it's always there and be and re, you, you know, know heavily relied upon you you know you're being controlled mm. by something you you want to escape but it's it's pulling you in it's playing on your fears and your needs and wants yeah and... the
1: fear the fear is what drives the, the program. In, in the Matrix as well as other things, you know,
0: and that's that's why they keep them in control. I mean, as a, as a computer program, it's one of the best virtual realities I've ever seen, and I've played on a PS4. It does look a lot better. Yeah, I mean, obviously,
1: if 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 because it was it the early twenty first century, they say that the machines were born. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so that's now. That's us. <laughs> yeah. So any any day now. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Woo! oh we gonna get wiped out because <laughs> i do think it's going to happen more like that than the terminator because yeah. obviously you know that's hard you know in the 80s when james cameron thought of that he, he thought that literally machines are going to be built and go bang bang mm. but actually it's more about hybrid con- control in your body where things are going to get implanted things are going to be manipulated and then you're going to end up with stuff inside you and you're going to end up what is life? What is reality? You know, because they're talking about that now with like chips in your head to sort of browse the internet. I'm like, oh my
0: god, really? why? I don't want that. <laughs> no, you you look at like getting one of those, um, like one of those things in Minority Report where he's got the special gloves and he just pulls the screen out of mid air and starts looking on the internet.
1: No, I, I yeah, they always say that in the future. Only like we're going to be doing doing this with thin air. You know, I'm like. Well, hang on, that's going to really hurt your eyelids. You know, your eyeballs, because you can't see. You cannot, you're not
0: fixating on anything hard, are you? So then you're going to have to get some sort of bionic eye implants, and I'm not going to be having that. No way. <laughs> well, me. that's the thing. We're, that's, that's why
1: smartphones are so much everything's going on them, because it's, you have to have it everywhere you go. That's why I've got this one, this flip phone, because I want to be off the phone. Mm. Um, but it's getting harder to do that with this
0: day and age. We do rely heavily on phones, on smartphones, on the system. Which is, a, yeah, again, which is a again. Which is a metaphor again. Yeah, like system Matrix. of control. I don't like this. I feel like I want to smash my phone, but it's brand new. I better not. <laughs> I need it.
1: Well, don't. <laughs> you need it. <laughs> it's necessary as long as you know how to put them down. You know that that that's all that matters because, like now, I can hear the birds singing outside, and I'd rather
0: hear that than be on my phone. You know what I mean? Exactly. You've got to appreciate you know nature mm. real world real life it doesn't all have to be on the end of your screen with social media and whatnot and
1: this is what the, this is what the film's about It's about um appreciating obviously as time goes on with the other movies too about life and over dependence on technology and obviously the control of your life and your destiny and and i don't want to be a part of that <laughs> you
0: know That's fair.
1: Anyway, you continue. You continue, sir.
0: I shall happily. With the skyscraper screen, obviously uh, Neo decides not to jump out the window and he gets arrested by the agents who want to interrogate him with the premise of using him to get to Morpheus and find the last remaining human city and destroy it, the whole Mm. plot of the movie. What I did like about that scene is first Hugo Weaving was fantastic as Agent Smith, his initial Mm. speaking role with Neo, with the whole, you know, the book full of his file and... Mm making him choose between being this human character or this hacker character. But it's the bit when Neo says, I won't tell you what's going on, I'll give you the finger, give me my phone call. And he closes his mouth shut. And I always yeah. get freaked out by that because if I get a blocked nose, I can't breathe. I can't breathe. And he has his, his mouth physically closed and trying to breathe through his nose. And I felt really sort of claustrophobic and I struggled to breathe. And I saw that scene. And being an asthmatic, it's never a good thing. So <laughs> I was like... <laughs> well, again, Hugo were
1: even right. Um, again, it's like, again harking back to the T-1000 and Terminator 2. It's that thing of trying to be a machine and trying to show you're, you're not alive. And that's hard. That is hard to do when you're trying to look sort of abnormal mm-hmm. and trying to and trying to pull it off without looking like breathing. Like Because, yeah. again, people do that. I mean, even in the newer films where they're trying to be robots in newer films, you can see them breathing. They're not even trying. And the thing what Hugo even did is that little nuances in the lips, in the eyes when he's taking his glasses off to say, I'm trying to relate to you, I'm a programme, I'm trying to relate to you as a human, look at me. And, and then suddenly Neo rebels and he goes, hmm, and puts his glasses back on again uh, like a computer because it didn't work, yeah. you know. And it's those little th- little moments that make him a really scary character.
0: The agents themselves were fantastic anyway. I mean, I don't think much of the the two side assistants Agents. In, well, I was going to say in, that. You can tell
1: the difference in the yeah, casting. Yeah, definitely. They're trying to go with more... They're, they're the system that is running, doing its own thing. And Hugo Weaving's character, Mr. Smith, uh, Agent Smith, he's he's literally drifting away from the programme. He's becoming his own you know, version of the one, basically, because yeah. you've got him and you've got Neo and they're drifting
0: away from the system. And then that's where the, the collision happens. Do you think the called the character Neo because it was a, a version of One anyway, and just re-remixed yeah, the letters. Yeah,
1: I get It's all about symbolism. This movie, the One, Neo, computer names, anagrams, um, hidden meanings, even with, I don't know if you noticed this yourself, when you're you know, at the back of the office, where they're cleaning the windows. Yes. And it looks like the Matrix. I must admit, the, the, I, didn't, the, the, I
0: didn't catch on to that exactly, but I will the, rediscover the, that. The soap
1: suds. The soap suds that are dripping down, the lines of the Matrix, uh, it's, it's, hints that, it's hints that you're in the Matrix. Didn't notice
0: that. That's a lovely little thing to look out for next time I watch I only really
1: not, really noticed that today because I was actually looking deeper into the hidden meanings of the film. And I could see when it went <laughs> down down the window. And Neil's looking at the window and he can see the code already oh in the soap God. suds. But obviously, you wow. can't see the code. You can just see the lines dripping down and the way and they're wiping it away as if to say, whoosh, you can't see that. And oh those little moments...
0: Like mine just being it. blown.
1: And the same happened again on the car, car window when he was getting that thing out of his chest, or out of his stomach, and he got the machine. Yeah. When he sat in the car, the raindrops in the back window, and am the code as well. Oh my God, I need to like totally re that now again. But, but, just for that. Because, because the Wachowskis... They look at every little detail and it's hard to, to make rain look like that. They've probably tra- tried to position it so it's straight down, so it does the, does the drip down in a, in, a, in the right way so it looks like it's falling. But those little hidden meanings you only really get after so many rewatches and you get the philosophical themes behind it and what they're trying to say.
0: See, I love that about, like we said, like a, like a good film, if it's got a really good bunch of meanings behind it, it makes it much yeah. more... Impactful on your lives and how you how you look at films going forward. And I, I did mention briefly about the filmmaking process it used, like it brought in bullet time, which wasn't used that well in other films. Invented,
1: didn't it? you, you have
0: to invent this. Yeah, of course. Yeah, and perfect it. or perfect it mainly. Something that I've seen in a lot of films since, but clearly set the benchmark for sci-fi movies and indeed filmmaking in general. In that yeah. movie, a lot of films from that use the techniques there to make you know similar sorts of films obviously you know we're near as good but they use the same techniques in in various you know action movies and so on and yeah. it shows how much of an impact it's had to still be getting used to techniques well, the, today.
1: The, these films it's like when james cameron did uh, titanic or when he did Terminator or alien or, or anything in these films that are groundbreaking they have to invent ways of making the film work so that it's groundbreaking and it and and it then sets the tone and the benchmark for the rest coming forward and that's why People are so lazy now because they're not thinking of, well, what's the best story we can tell and uh, make this work? Because, again, mm. The Abyss, The Abyss, what's th- a movie. they didn't have the technology. They didn't have the technology to make water look like that, computer generated. And then when they did, it was groundbreaking because they had to invent a way of doing it.
0: It's a good shout on The Abyss. That's a fantastic movie. Mm. I've not seen it for quite some time. But a, a really nice uh, shout out there, especially if you want to be rediscovered if you're if you're a sci-fi fan. Anyway,
1: hey, mate, it's been years since I've seen it, so it's probably one another podcast for you to do, I suppose, isn't it?
0: Why the heck not? Oh uh, well, there you go,
1: I mean, check Checking the post, mate. Checking the post. <laughs>
0: yeah, I just I'll just get me pen and write that out right now.
1: Oh well, look at that. I've, well, hang I've on, hang on, hang on. You you giving Jen, Jenny a fiver apparently according to the. The the contribution you said a couple weeks ago, you were like, Five is in the post, Jenny. Oh,
0: yeah, Did, didn't I? <laughs> I said that, didn't I? Oh, man. Damn, that's like, ah, so, that's a legally binding amount as well. <laughs>
1: yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a verbal contract. And I, I said to her, I said to her, Well, he's not going to give it to me. He probably doesn't like putting Five down my waistband. <laughs>
0: Oh, I can already see that I'm gonna to have to get a five out of my bank account now. That's it. <laughs> sort that out. You, you can't.
1: It's cashless society, mate. Cashless society coming yeah, up. it's
0: the system again. It's controlling yeah. everything.
1: Well, I said to someone the other month that look, this is what's going on right now. We're sheep, and we're be, we're being herded into a pen right now. We've control grids. Can't no cash. Have an app. Can't go there. Can't do this. Can't say that. And it's closing. And if we don't stop that right now, we're going to be in the Matrix
0: oh my without
1: any way of getting out. That, that's, that's what, because again, if you've watched science fiction for long enough and you sort of study every, every pattern of behavior in the world, you can recognize these warning signs, but you, you're called a nut for thinking that far ahead because the other people aren't that far ahead. They're still in the system. So uh, potentially an agent. Oh, I
0: can't be dealing with that. I mean, I can't run anyway, but to have a lot of people run after me because they won't let go of the matrix. nah, not happening. Not happening. I've, <laughs> I've said this about Walking Dead. I, I've talked about Walking Dead before, and I said, because I, I can't run, what I choose to do is just wear a utility belt with loads of condiments on it. And that way, they've got a selection of flavours when they're chewing down on me because I'm not going to outrun them. <laughs> you know. They just to well, me neither, barbecue. me to be
1: honest. They, they'll choke on me, mate. They'll choke on me. Choke
0: on them! Oh, I love that <laughs> Oh, see, but I'd be like, if you're gonna choke on me, just put a bit of Tabasco on. it. I've got some lovely barbecue sauce. Here. Try that. out. you know, you just some... bite me head off first. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> just like just like a jelly baby. Did, like I was, was talking about this today when you when you're eating jelly babies as a kid or even now, you bite the head off first. That's kind of taken as a given. Everyone does it. They bite the head off first. Yeah. Um. And then I said I asked the same question about you. Remember those funny feet ice lollies? You can still get them now, but uh, we're talking about back in the day when we're kids. Strawberry flavor in the shape of a foot, Hmm. and everyone I've asked has said that they bite the big toe off first. And I always remember biting the little toe (laughs) off first. I don't know if that's a weird thing or not, but everyone that I've asked, you know why? you're not
1: part of the system. You're not part of the system. You think outside the box. That's what it is.
0: Okay. Okay.
1: Because you don't, you don't see the world the way other people do. You, you, what you go for the opposite view, and that's what makes you different.
0: I'm channeling my inner Neil, which has no reference to a big toe, but I'll try and find a way to make it work
1: well we'll come to that later when we're in the bathroom scene
0: (laughs) yes yes. okay so we sort of set up some of the intro scenes we've gotten as far as when you mentioned the rain in the car and they are removing the the bug implants into Neil on the way to meet Morpheus it's very freaky I didn't care for that scene I did but like. You the, would. Well, yeah, you've got a, <laughs> essentially a piece of metal in your stomach that becomes that turns into a weird-looking like bug that suddenly goes back to normal when you take it out. But yeah. But does whole... your belly button have a hole in it? Does it really um, have a hole that goes all the way in? I I would like to say no, but I'm not 100% on my anatomy, so it's possible. Well, because... maybe it's
1: because it's the matrix and it can alter his it alter his body to to enter it. But why don't it go with it up his ass? It's already there. <laughs> I think it, it, wouldn't, it, wouldn't, it wouldn't have been very visually nice with it, really.
0: No, I'm going to stick this up your sealed, ass, Neo. He just, he just sealed
1: his mouth up so they can't go that way. Um,
0: so. Oh, could you imagine it in the car? Okay, Neo, just take your pants off and bend over.
1: Oh no! <laughs> oh, we think oh, you're bugged.
0: You're going to lose it.
1: No, no, oh no, shit! What's that?
0: Oh, anyway. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Surely, there's a spoof gonna be made now. Oh my god!
1: Oh, well, there we go. Me and you can collaborate on making a spoof. There that you go. Be fantastic! Though. Oh my god.
0: But <laughs> well, yeah. After these pauses, we got prince-
1: on matter instead. <laughs> oh,
0: lovely. <laughs> But after he pulls his pants up and he uh, decides to go and meet Morpheus. After he does that, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he gets He gets the, the honour of, of meeting Morpheus for the first time, although he's spoken to him. He finally meets, meets him, played by the fantastic Lawrence Fishburne. Yeah, he's um, really
1: good at the he way he presents
0: a, himself. Amazing. For, for years, I used to walk with my arms behind my back like Morpheus does, like I was some kind of cool dude. But I'm clearly not. <laughs> but but, but I did. I thought it looked really cool. I just worked like some really weird old guy.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, you know. again, as an actor, right, you've got to appreciate how he projects authority without even doing anything. Yeah. He just sits in his chair and he goes, I know exactly what you mean. And he's just fiddling with this thing, contemplating what he's going to do to Neo and holds back. To not scare him, but also say, look, this is your only option, death. Do you know what I mean? And I thought, wow, that's a good acting, really good acting.
0: His presence on screen for every scene he's on, he captures you. You you want to yeah. hear him talk, and you want to see what he's got to say. You want to see what he's going to do. An amazing actor, and yeah, Morpheus as a character, fantastic. Really kind of uh, kind of moody, a bit bit of a strange kind of backstory to him, but one that you want to follow mm-hmm. and see see more of.
1: Yeah, which I think I think the third one did him a disservice a little bit, yeah. and, and that's the only reason why I didn't like the third. I'd still like the third, but I do think after all he went through, we didn't get to see that closure uh, from him. And again, his heartbreaking face when he was like, oh, no, Um, he didn't say that the way he was like, he gutted that his 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 vision of the future, how he what he believed was all a lie, you know? Spoilers. (laughs) Spoilers.
0: <laughs> yeah, spoiler alert, yeah, yeah. <laughs> You're going to have to edit that
1: bit out or something.
0: <laughs> we'll cut it up, we'll cut it up, yeah. He presents Neo with the choice of pills. One that would keep him in the Matrix, one that would get him out. Yeah. Given the fact that he was still a bit hesitant about what it was going to do to him. I don't know if I would take the red pill. I don't know. There's another thing that it's like you could just theories on whether what happened is actually true
1: start there, like Alice in Wonderland. Because if you you could have took a pill that was mind altering and then it killed him after that point, mm-hmm. and, and then all you're seeing is his, his near death experience from then on. There's so many interpretations after that point you could go with because literally he could have just died. You know what I mean? We just don't know
0: what a rubbish ends and that would have been. You just took a pill oh, no, and just You
1: st- still, still, still see the rest of it. But in his head, the rest of the movie's franchise takes place in like five minutes in his head, but actually death experience because he died from taking ecstasy or something. You know what I mean?
0: That, that's, that's, that's a good theory. That, that could be an alternative reality. If anything, though, it's an advert not to take ecstasy. You know, So a little, little bit of well, advice there, any guys. Drugs, to be honest. Yeah. yeah. Kids, kids,
1: don't take ecstasy and don't swallow Maltese as a whole.
0: Very, very sound advice. Do listen carefully, children. Not...
1: If you're going to take tablets, take them mainly.
0: Yes, the best way to go, you know, if someone says to me, take a tablet, I say, stick it up your ass. <laughs> hey, hey, ho-ho. Uh, <laughs> All right, well done. Thank you very much. <laughs>
1: <laughs> anyway, uh, continue.
0: <laughs> so, so he obviously takes the pill that would make him leave, wouldn't make him leave to make six. if grants them the signal to find him in the real world yeah. and get his body out. And I, I made a note about this. Waking up in the real world, pipes and goo. Because that's all I saw. When he wakes up, he's covered in pipes, connecting to his body, and he's just filled with slime and sludge and goo. Not a nice way to wake up, is it, really? Well,
1: that's how we all wake up. We fall out of our mum's vagina, covered in shit, basically. Do you know, again, another
0: good meaning to what it,
1: what it actually stood know, for. Another, another metaphor. Well, the, the only thing I thought was, why don't the machines just be, behead them and kill them right there and then? Because then they won't, won't have any people to sort of rebel against. Or then again, oh, I'm forgetting it's a system of control, is it?
0: Yeah. It's it's the, so, it's a dominant uh, thought pattern in this entire thing, isn't the, it? It's a system of the, control. The, the whole
1: reason why the whole thing exists, it's uh, um, a, a vicious circle of control. So literally, they can't have the human condition without a, a tiny bit of hope. And that hope has got to grow and then it's got to reset and go back to the beginning again.
0: What I... What a horrible world to wake into, though. All those chambers with people in who were just all
1: look
0: like, like me. <laughs> <laughs> am I actually talking to you now, or am I on the Matrix? I don't know. But with this glitch that's going on in my camera, it could be doubtful. It could be doubtful right now.
1: Well, I've, well, you, you don't know what's real, do you? Can you touch something in 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 your physical physical form again? Like you say, the the electrical impulses are what's making you feel something in your brain, aren't it? So that could be a line itself. This is a remember the tasty. Remember, remember the tasty wheat guy. What's his name? Mouse. Oh yeah, who was in Neighbors? I talked
0: about food. Was he? Yeah, there was, a oh, few, he was, yeah. It was a few. Australian it was Australian.
1: There was a few Australian actors on it. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, tasty ah, wheat. Well, tasty wheat. Yeah, he was talking about well, what what is tasty wheat taste like? Because if the machines programmed it, it could not taste like tasty wheat. It could taste like fucking anything really. But that's again, that's just alluding to that uh, mindset of what. If this isn't real, what if we're actually not experiencing the true thing, you know?
0: I didn't like the look of that tasty eating. It looked like snot in a bowl, but, you know. Mm.
1: Well, but... Cypher. Cypher had a point when he's cutting into, like, tender meat or
0: whatever, and he's like, hmm, ignorance is bliss. Uh, and do you know, it's one of those things where I also made a note about that as well. It's, Cypher makes a deal with Smith because he wants to get his body put back in the Matrix, sick of the real world. And he's in a restaurant <laughs> having a steak, and I thought that steak looked bloody gorgeous. My it mouth was, and it's
1: the way it's filmed again. The which which just know how to film something so well, because even that little bit of meat cutting out little bit of meat it's like a DMS advert, isn't it? All over again, it's like this is not just meat, and it's all dripping with goo. And I was like, oh, this oh. is this is so, so, oh, do you going to wank over this in a minute? <laughs> Hang on, I, am I am I allowed to say naughty stuff like that? You just got to say
0: what you got to say, you know. <laughs> Oh. <laughs> sorry children <laughs> we love steak <laughs> anyway go on but yeah I was I'm <laughs> oh, sorry I forgot my chin I thought no. <laughs> oh my god
1: <sighs> alright what we're, we're, we're doing now we're, so we've, just, we've just pulled Neo out the, the water yeah, sorry, and, yeah. And, he's, and it's um... perfectly primed to cover his dick and that so they get him in and they're, they're putting acupuncture in and making his muscles work, his eyes work. Yes. Um, and there we go.
0: And he gets told that he's going to begin training, learning to fight and so on mm. by simply having combat skills downloaded into his mind instantaneously. And I thought, my God, that is amazing. All those years so that people cool. spend going to, like, monasteries in Tibet, spending 10, 20 years with a monk <laughs> to learn karate or whatever, and he just spends four seconds pressing downloads, and he instantly knows jiu and kung fu. How amazing. And he comes his
1: pants, doesn't he? He comes his pants because he's like, oh, and he's like, he thinks he likes it. And he's like, programming more, more. Ten hours straight, apparently.
0: I don't know what the first thing would be that I would learn. Probably... How to drive How to a Ferrari. A cake. How to bake a cake. There's a life skill. bake <laughs> a cake. <laughs> I cannot bake a cake. That's an important life skill. Never mind. Karate jiu Can you please put a cake in that oven? Because I'm uh, hungry. Uh,
1: they'll come like frisbees to me. I just can't make a cake. Save my life.
0: Yeah, I've, I've, I'm all right with a few things for cakes. Uh, I've tried. Them. I've tried cupcakes. Mm. I did all right with cupcakes, but you, you ask me to make a full <laughs> yeah. cake, it's not happening. It's not happening.
1: So yeah, but no, I... that is a good touch. That is a good touch with the programming thing because they'll not only introduce the idea, but then you perfect it, and then you do it even better later on. Where Trinity goes helicopter, and she just flicks her eyes a little bit. And goes,
0: let's go, <laughs> just like that. And I'm like, ah, I want to do that. I, you know, I spent um maybe 25 or 30 driving lessons learning to drive before passing my test. I could have just done it in one go and been an ace driver. Well, exactly. Um, and we're making a case now for putting chips in our head. You know what we really are. But in this way, <laughs> it's it's a very practical way of, use, of using it.
1: Yeah. I mean, I'd love a transporter beam as well, but I don't like the idea of my body being taken apart and reassembled somewhere
0: else. Yeah, because... Something's not going to get put back right. You know, you look at those IKEA furnitures; you're always missing a screw from somewhere. Uh, yeah. Anyway, continue. <laughs> 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 we keep segwaying. It's my we do. Top, this? That's tangents, though. Tangents. They just happen. They just happen. Especially with me. <laughs> That's not a bad thing, though. Tangents are always good. They're always good.
1: No, it's always interesting. But we're going down another rabbit hole. We should.
0: Well, the white rabbit did feature up. in the uh, in the film. You did follow the white rabbit to start this whole thing going, anyway, which is a. Uh, a tattoo, yeah. which I wasn't expecting. I wasn't expecting a sub. Why tattoo. she got a why she got a tattoo for like that? It's almost like you know she was created in the matrix to lead him out of the whole matrix in the first place. Was
1: she was she a program? Was she a real person?
0: I, who decided I, to get a tattoo. I don't know. We need. I need to figure that out. I don't know. It would seem logical to me to think that she was made for the purpose of getting Neo out, much like yeah. the woman in the red dress that mouse yeah, says he um he designs and was pimping her out and stuff. So I. I kind of take it as they've. she's been made to interact with him, to drag him out of his But then, but then we're back to
1: that question again. What is control and what is, is Neil actually doing these things because he wants to or because the program allows him to be get to as far as the, the source and then resets? So, I mean, after the source, when he, he didn't get to the source, he was at, he wasn't, the, the architect.
0: The architect, isn't the, 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 Colonel, the, Yeah, Colonel Sanders. Oh, yeah, he's the uh, he's the architect, yeah, in the... In the uh, yeah, 30, well, he yeah. got
1: to him first, and he had that monologue, and then, obviously, after that point, he's then choosing for himself what to do. Still, based on his control, the architect's control, the door to your left goes there, the door to your right goes there, it's still his choice, but Neo had a free freedom after that point.
0: It blows your mind, doesn't it? Different people's perspectives on a film that has been seen by the same two people, and you get a different opinion and a different outlook, and that's what... Is so great about it. There's elements yeah. that you've mentioned that I've not even thought about, and it's maybe Why what? Well, like the rain you mentioned at the back of the car, like the the squeegee on the glass making a matrix pattern, like whether you know Neo was actually in control in the first place or was he being manipulated at all? Like and, and, and this this is
1: all part of the experience because again, what the, the most Tchaikovsky are trying to do, like the the greatest philosophical debate is what can you do to change your own destiny and what what is predetermined. And for me, what is predetermined is you live and die. And then obviously the bits in between, as long as you're yourself and you open up all your soul to every possibility that could happen, then literally like the leaf in in the river, like I said before, it just follows the path to death. Do the best you can, really.
0: I had a, a brief stint where I sort of used the philosophy of Edward Hitler from bottom. So if you've, ever, if you've seen Bottom at all. But he, <laughs> I've seen Bottom, but again, years, years ago. He gave Richie one piece of advice, which, which was, you get born, you keep your head down, and you die if you're lucky. I thought, oh yeah, I might, I might try that. Just keep my head down and see if nothing, nothing happens. But well, yeah. again, keeping your head down doesn't get you anywhere
1: because exactly. keeping your head down, all it does is get you unnoticed, unseen, unimportant. And what you're doing with your podcast is venting, vomiting opinion on people who may like that opinion and then literally they're coming to you, and, and that's creating a, a community, which is then getting your head out there to, to, to the world, and that's what we're here for. That is what we're, we're here only for. We're here once. Exactly. Unless so, we we're recycling going round and round.
0: Well, like we've got to the source and reset and started all over again.
1: Well, to well you I do believe one? that... I mean, we didn't, just, we didn't just appear from nowhere after billions of years or whatever, because, we, we again, this is the thing that I always think about. What is reality? Are we here for a hundred years and then fucking off again or are we a part of a greater pattern that the government and that don't tell us about are we at energy field do we go back to being energy what do we reincarnate do we are we just doing the same life over and over
0: again with different results that's what i think about they're all good philosophical philosophical debates that's the way i have to make sure i said it right then and yeah, all important questions,
1: some that still haven't been that's answered what the, to this day. And that's what the, that's what the Matrix ponders, and it, it offers solutions to those questions too with Neo, because Neo starts off the film really, really ingrained in the system, but really unsure about it as well. Like looking at his computer every night going, what's going on here? And I don't feel right, because he's not really a part of the system. He's just manipulated into it. And now then then when he finally finds that he because again it's that thing with the jump as well because they do that jump program and he's like the first thing he does is walk to the edge and look down
0: yeah exactly exactly and that's
1: that's that's the system kicking back in again because he's 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 still got the rules in his head that hang on i could fall when really he should be freeing
0: his mind to jump and make the rules his own like bending the spoon doesn't bend the spoon. He yeah. bends around the spoon. <laughs> I
1: I love the way that kid talks. Do not try and bend the spoon. That's impossible. <laughs> In, instead, uh, try and realise the truth. There is no spoon. There is no spoon. <laughs> <laughs> oh well, there isn't because it's CGI.
0: <laughs> yes, exactly. That's what he should have said. There's no spoon there. You off your, off your face, you lass.
1: There's no spoon. You're, you're an actor. Don't knock that vase over.
0: You'll piss her <laughs> off. If there's no spoon, so he's physically bending himself around the spoon, so Neo's kind of going all weird and convex and all that. Well, it's,
1: nah. the, the symbolism is that it's like at the end when he does this with his muscles, he goes, and the whole corridor does that. It, it sort of flexes around him. Yeah, yeah That's symbolism, like the spoon. He, he's bending the world around him to suit himself. So literally, he's in control. That's why he, what he means it's not the spoon, it's you. You It's know?
0: so strange. It's the whole, the whole entity of the Matrix is so strange, but so, so alluring at the same time. There's been times I thought, oh, imagine being in there. I don't really fancy having a, a you know, a, a plug in the back of my head or anything. But a, you know, going on. Well, there because- didn't, the, the one thing I thought today, because
1: when the when the old first goes in that that program and the, and Murphy's like this is the construct and this is the and he goes right, you look, you changed, you got hair, you got this, you got that, and it's his digital self. It, it's it's what's what he perceives as his digital self. And I thought, what the fuck would I look like as a digital <laughs> self? Would I have a ton of hair and have have like a massive dong and
0: and <laughs> m- muscles and stuff? What, what would happen? I'd change, wouldn't I? It wouldn't look like this. Anyone who plays any game, when they make their avatar, they always over-exaggerate. Like you say, give yourself different hair, big muscles and a, a length, you know, whatever oh, it might yeah, be.
1: But for, for the sake of the podcast, by the way, I look like that guy from Guys 2.
0: You know, hee
1: <laughs> hee That's who I look like.
0: There's a nice mental image for everybody who's listening.
1: <laughs> it's true. I look like him. I, sh- I should dress up like him with a hat. All right, go on. You do, you do really well dressing up as him,
0: I tell you. All um, oh, the gentleman from Buffy. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Not a bad yeah. shout. Not a bad shout. Yeah, so combat. You did touch briefly on, on Morpheus kicking... Neo, John <laughs> so, fights just, yeah. just to have him off. He did all this big, massive backflip in slow motion, and he just got booted for his trouble. But,
1: yeah, why did I? Why did I beat you? <laughs>
0: you, you think <laughs> I, that's said air you're man? <laughs> yeah, I said that's beating
1: Four? Yeah, so that's Jane Four. I said this is what happens when I beat you at a game or something. <laughs> I say, why did I beat you?
0: <laughs> you think what is it? You think my uh, my being stronger or faster is anything to do with my muscles in this place?
1: Again, freeing your mind to the fact that actually there's no rules in this reality. You know, you're not breathing, you're not using muscles because your muscles are outside the game, you know. So
0: bend the environment, you can. Bend it to your will. It all boils down to like some of the key ending scenes where Morpheus gets captured. Um, yeah. Because they get done the dirty by Cypher, which we've discussed wants to trade himself back into the Matrix and eat a steak and live the life. Well, can I just say that, by the way? Cypher, even
1: though he's a bad, bad person. You can really relate to him. If that was done nowadays, he'd be like, oh, he's a subunistic pig. He only thinks of himself. <laughs> but no, there's a re- relatable thing. He's the one who wanted to take the blue pill. And yeah. it's showing you the difference between Neo's stance and Cypher's stance if he wanted to take the blue pill. Because they, they have a moment, don't they, Cypher and Neo? They do, where yeah. They're having that, that counterfeit Moonshine
0: or something, isn't it? Yeah,
1: and, and he's like, why, oh, why didn't I take the blue pill? And he's trying to connect to Neo, but then he, Neo realises actually no I wanted to, pay to take the red pill. Do you know what I mean? It's just I'm unsure
0: what to do with it, you know? It's a good outlook. Like you say, anyone that didn't want to get taken out of the Matrix, they relied on it. They like the fact that they're being controlled in a comfortable life or so on.
1: Well, there's an age limit, isn't it? So to breaking these people out of the Matrix because the, the older you get, again, like in real life, the harder it is to change someone's person person's thoughts or you can't change an old dog new tricks yeah that, yeah. that thing of well actually they're comfortable in, the, in their life now so there's no there's no changing them so why, you know why pull them out it's
0: why um, i bother i suppose if you if you're spending your time in the real world and there's not much going on you'd rather be in the matrix mm-hmm. where you at least have a happy life even if it is tied to a machine and like well, you
1: say there's this does this does this, this doctor episode right where um there's an alien attached to your face and as it's killing you it injects like a serum into your brain and it makes you happy while you're dying. So basically it'll give you a dream state to live in while you're dying, basically. And then obviously it sucks your brain out through through the straw and you should be in agony, but you're not because the dream state's keeping you active while you die. It's really, it's an interesting concept. Yeah. Mm. It's a, it's a way to go if nothing else. Yeah. I mean, obviously my dream process would be me banging some woman across a car bonnet. or something. for an act where he's going, <laughs> oh, yes, sir, I can boogie, I can boogie all night
0: long. Might I be something boring? Like, I'm just sitting there, you know, watching, telling me slippers on and a cup of tea. Making cakes. Making cakes, yeah, because I've just mastered it in yeah. about four seconds, yeah. That's, that, you know, <laughs> sure. Beautiful cake. <laughs> Why
1: not? Why not? <laughs> There's another line in the bit, actually, with when um Smith is talking to Morpheus about the human condition. Yes. And what he's trying to categorise humans and he went, there's, you're not a mammal, you're actually a virus. Yeah. And that makes so much sense, because we are, we, we multiply, we fuck up, we move, and we kill everything around us. Overpopulation is a major issue on this planet, and we're the biggest
0: cause of it, you know?
1: Well, I, st- I Well, to be honest, not overpopulation, because we could, we could sustain what we've got. It's just we need to curb what we do do with the planet. We need to control. I don't believe in globalism. I believe we should be knitting ourselves into into like pockets to be self self sustaining. So whether that's power, food, you know anything really. I don't like shipping things, making it over there, bringing it over. It why make it here? You know what I mean? Make Makes it sense. more sustainable because because again you're polluting the planet and you're doing all this shite just for the sake of the big wigs, you know who want to go. Oh, we want a trade deal. Do you now? Okay, how much are you gonna pay me? Well, we're gonna pay you more than China. Oh and and that's all it
0: is, really, isn't it? I agree. If you can do it here, why not? Why why get it shipped in from another country? Why ask some other country to make it when you can physically do it in England or in whatever. And plus you you
1: put you're putting yourself at risk of being fucked over because we're getting all our uh, gas now from from a pipe in Russia or whatever. I'm like, and we're knocking down all our power stations and putting windmill windmills up that are like teletoby land.
0: Just don't do anything,
1: and and we need to be better than that. We need to start thinking more proactively, don't we?
0: I think so. If we're going to last, we've got to do something more productive. Definitely, mm. definitely. Well, I'm going, I'm going into the space, mate. Fuck it. <laughs> well, the, the space cryogenically station. Cryogenically fr-
1: freeze myself and hope I don't bump into Ripley.
0: <laughs> oh no, wouldn't that be a turn up for the books? You, you get frozen for yeah, you know yeah. 50 years, you wake up. Oh crap, look at it is. You
1: get to get unfrozen frozen, and the first thing you see is a face for that dick that comes out of the mouth.
0: <laughs> Think, oh for god's sake, Ripley. <laughs> anyway, go on, it's like a, a good sitcom version. Who else but Ripley? <laughs> oh. oh, what's he like? What's she
1: like? Okay, <laughs> hey? what do you mean she's dead? Oh, she's a clone now. what never know. Anyway,
0: go on. <laughs> that movie was shocking. Alien Three was shot. It up.
1: was. It was all. It was Alien Three and Not Three. Alien 4 sorry, like Resurrection cleared. wasn't it? Resurrection. I watched that. They woke. like "What the fuck's going on? There's some weird angling going on here. Mm. It's very odd. It was very odd. Anyway, go on. Morpheus is, is like getting injected with goo and. Yeah, he's and being interrogated. Smith is yeah, and, and they're then, thinking of killing.
0: Yeah, thinking of pulling the plug on him, kill him because he's got the codes to get them to the human city. So Neo decides to rescue him starting that cool lobby scene where they get an insane amount of guns yeah. and go and shoot up the lobby with great soundtrack, great visuals. Again, a great use of the bullet time sequences and right. the initial starts of a great rescue scene. And I loved it. I loved it. Still get a bit goosebumpy now when they start, you know, when he says, can you remove any, um, any metallic objects? You might tell <laughs> yourself keys and so on. And he's just covered in guns and just, the shop's Again, the guy. A, fun,
1: a funny moment that isn't slapstick like talk to the head or anything. It's, it's it's literally just that, and it's funny because you've been through an airport, you know how like worried you are about security, and suddenly he's like, "Fuck okay, it, I've got loads of fucking guns. here, What are you going to do about it?" Well,
0: <laughs> I'll just do some backflips and kick your rear end. That's what I'm going to do about it. I love the fact
1: that all those pillars are like blowing up everywhere, and it's it's meant to show that they're moving that fast, really. But we're seeing it at their speed, you know.
0: And mm. the agents, the fact that they can jump in anyone's body and be anybody, and take because well, they
1: because they because they can be the system of control. Yeah. So a, a, anyone who's still part of that system is is literally an agent. I mean,
0: yeah, taking over SWAT guys left, right, and centre. You've been shot. Apart from Smith, apart from Smith,
1: because he took his earpiece out and then he he was unplugged from the system.
0: Of course, yes. When he's trying to remember, because he's
1: he's he's mirroring Neo now. So when he's taking off his earpiece, he's unplugged and he wants to be free of the system. Of course,
0: yes. Just like just like Neo, when he's saying to Morpheus, "I need to get out. I've I hate this place. I've had enough." Oh, his eyes, his
1: eyes is a bulging like I
0: can't stand it anymore, and he's showing emotion. Which is strange because he's not meant to be a human, but yeah,
1: I like it exactly. But and that's his count. That's why again everything converges on them doing that. But then because of that one little issue where Neo at the end kills Smith in a more connected way, it rubs off on Smith and then becomes Smith becomes a rogue program then.
0: That's correct, yeah. And obviously, spirals out mm. of control in the following films and spreads. And then, obviously, that
1: Neil Neil uses that to to negotiate peace. Man. We all need a bit of peace in our lives.
0: So, the helicopter, as for mentions, Trinity gets yeah. instantly given the the means to fly a helicopter, and they uh, come down I was
1: br- I bri- brilliantly reenacted by myself. Not yes, so myself.
0: the eye flickering was impeccable, impeccable. I must Thank say. you, sir. Thank um, you. I have good tits and all. Yeah, well, obviously, I can't really tell anyone about that, but yeah, it was, it's, it's delightful, delightful. Um,
1: <laughs> and around,
0: yes, flies down the side of the building. There's, there's Neo with a huge mini gun mm. ready to blow up all the agents and rescue Morpheus. Now, yeah. when that obviously it was, it was made in a studio, but it looked like it was in a studio. That backdrop did look like it was a set, which I know it was, but. <laughs> it, it looked to me too much like a set like the backdrop looked like a piece of canvas yeah. with a cityscape painted on it yeah so just not quite as believable. but you can get away
1: with that because again when it's a computer program and the way they're filming it and the way they're editing it it's it looks a bit jarring on purpose half the time so you, you can get away with those little hokey moments can't you
0: yeah of course yeah it's 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 a a fantasy film so it's it's not supposed to be realistic everywhere
1: well a bit a bit like ready player one as well with the way you know some scenes are intercut with real life and not like and then obviously because they're in the game they can do anything with that you know Mm. they don't have to be true to life you know
0: ready player one is a great film only because for me it's got so many references to stuff i watched or Mm. was a fan of when i was younger that it just plays on my, so my heartstrings. Lo- it's, it's,
1: a, it's, it's a love letter to, to people like you and me, people who like movies, gaming, music, all these genres all pulled together. And it's done well as well. It's not done to take the piss.
0: Yeah, I think with that with that film, although it's like a lot of films that are based on books, there's, there's stuff that they don't include that were in the book. Yeah. There are some key yeah. scenes in the book that I wanted to see that I didn't see. And there were scenes in the film that weren't in the book. So there was a bit of a trade-off. But,
1: there has to be. There has to be when you're trying to fit it. It's like with the Hunger Games. Yeah. There's so much narrative that you just can't cover in, in one movie.
0: It'd go on forever if you did. I mean, could you imagine if you got a book that was so detailed and then they did a film based on the exact wording of every page? You're looking at a mini series just for one film. Isn't
1: that what Ben-Hur did? Like, the old film Ben-Hur. It went on forever, didn't it, that film?
0: That is a long movie. That's and I think a- that's
1: because... I don't know if it was based on the book but the retelling everything narratively I think that's what I think that's the cause anyway I have to look that up
0: I don't know if there's a if there's a, a novelization or not of, of the matrix movies I'd be interested if there is and if there's stuff that they were going to include that didn't make it and so on So I might what not... I remember from the script the script was rejected loads of
1: times by different studios because you just didn't get it you know and I think it went through various drafts and I think it was just a script. A bit like, you know, when you get speed, the speed movie with Keanu reeves in, which was just a plain movie. You know what I mean? It wasn't it wasn't anything special about it. Mm. And then they got Joss Joss Whedon in to really plump out the characters and make it a bit more relatable. That's what made it made it a hit,
0: really. I love the um the nod to speed on Family Guy, where it was a speed three Glacier of Doom. And if, they, <laughs> if this iceberg gets more than two miles an hour, we're in trouble. What? Two miles an hour—that's fast for an iceberg. That's you know what I
1: mean. Like, oh my god, oh my god. Oh. <laughs> to, to be honest, that's why the cruise ship one was fucking stupid. Oh God, it
0: was. So you know fun, what I mean?
1: Who's? It? It's, it's like here it goes.
0: We're gonna hit. <laughs> Sequels, man. Sequels, just they
1: just never suck. do. Never again, unless you've got a trilogy in mind and more scope to do with It like James Cameron did with the Terminator, like these Matrix films. Hmm. Unless there's something to say. Don't say it.
0: Just leave it alone. Ambassador
1: of on Future as well. Yes, was, um, was was a beginning, middle, and end.
0: Perfect. Yeah. a great trilogy, one that you've discussed at length on YouTube. Well,
1: oh, we tried, but we always end up talking about cats.
0: Yeah. But you, but you, but you did cover a majority of the movies, which I did appreciate, and I do maintain my opinion is one, three, two in that order in terms of what I'm a fan of. I get I, it. No,
1: I've had, I've had a lot of time to think about that perspective since, and I think you're right. I, th- I do think in terms of narrative, that order works perfectly to me.
0: I Although 2 is a it is a good film, it's it's an entertaining film, I just don't think plot-wise it was as good as the Western one, the third one. I, I well, love no, Western. You're,
1: you're, you're, look, you're looking for um, something new, I'm, I'm guessing. So that means that the, the, the first one and the third one are actually new creations that are covered in, from scratch, whereas the second one seems to rehash everything. Mm. And it's by plot contrivance to get the plot going, yeah. You know, and that's one thing I always picked up on from 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 as a kid. I thought, oh, well, don't have to do that, you know. And then obviously it it wound me up, but then it it get it's a good film. But yeah, I think I agree with your statement.
0: I do because if you watch obviously the ending scene of the second movie, you see him go back to Doc after he sent him back to the future, which starts the third movie. So if you just take yeah. Back to Future Two and just completely get rid of it, you can put them two back to back, and it plays out exactly. perfectly well. You don't need exactly. that. Exactly. It's the same with um, when you watch Star Wars Rogue One. You can mm. watch that end of the end scene and go straight onto New Hope, and it's seamless and it just fits in perfectly well.
1: Yeah. Well, again, I, I, I'm like you. I think as long as you've got a beginning, middle, and end, and keep it like that, and it's not done based on contrivance, you can we can watch them and enjoy them for decades. But it's just, it's just when you look back and go, why did you have to do that? And this is what I'm worried about with the new matrix. Mm. You don't have to do this. And the w- what I'm seeing from behind the scenes is a lot of social justice creeping in, which I'm not like crazy about and I'm not really against either. But I just it's destroying concepts because you have to shoe on this stuff in to make it work. And I just don't want them to go back and go, oh actually, Neo wasn't the the one he was someone before him who allowed him to be the one you know and and it's a woman you know and and that's where it's going
0: I'm very, and that's how it feels I'm very skeptical I know it's nice to hear that you know Lawrence Fishburne's coming back in and Carrie Moss is coming back in and Keanu Reeves is coming oh, back Was he in. coming back from, Lawrence Fishburne From what I from what I've read he is I don't know if he's in much ah, role it could be really? a cameo it could be get CGI's in, I don't know but I've heard he's he's in it in some sort of capacity uh you know what what's the point that's what if, I mean. if unless you're going to
1: reprise, it's going to be another one of those freaking, like with Star Trek or like with Star Wars, when you bring in the old cast just to kill him or to, to bring in the, the newer blood. But then it's like, what's the fucking point? Yeah. What's I, the fucking point?
0: I would hate for no. this to be, we're going to do a new trilogy. And like you say, pass on the book to a younger person, you know, the other one or whatever it might be. I, I but on paper, be that work, on, on paper, that works. But it, they don't
1: do it like that. They shit on the older stuff to reincarnate it into this new new version,
0: which is worse than what the original one. You don't think it's going to be something like you know Neo and uh, Trinity have a baby, and that baby's the you new what, one.
1: Well, I, again, it depends on what, what angle they do because Carrie Anne Moss is doing all the lifting.
0: Oh really? Yeah. Okay.
1: Yeah, she's the one saving him. He looks like. A Logan esque character who's been who's dishevelled and not happy with his life or whatever. And I assume where it's going is that Neo's been dethroned from the one and it's going to be replaced by someone else. A bit like they did with Terminator recently with hmm. the Dark Fate, where they killed John Connor off and oh, replaced yeah. him with a Mexican woman. Of course, it's, yeah. It, and I think that's where they're going with it. And I don't like that. Just leave it a fucking low.
0: What if it is going to be a Mexican person like El Uno? Is that the one in Spanish uh, you don't know?
1: I don't know. I don't really know, to be honest. Um, but again, if the, if the story's right and it's done well, it doesn't matter. But nowadays, it's not done right. It's not done for the right reasons. Mm. And you, f- you feel like you're banging your head against a brick wall sometimes, going, well, there's nothing new to say here. So why are you trying to say it? The Three Matrix film's done everything they could say about philosophical themes and and even social justice in some ways about how we how we treat our planet, how we treat each other and even what you can be like in the matrix but i just don't like the t- the direction i don't know if Lawrence Fishburne's coming back and it's the free the free pairing again i'd be willing to give it a go just for that
0: fingers crossed it produces a entertaining film even if it isn't a good one and i know I know,
1: I know smith isn't coming back i know that
0: no i don't believe so no after having been, they
1: maybe they maybe be recasting him as
0: someone else. You know, it's going to be some sort of agent type character, still still in the matrix somewhere. I don't know. Yeah, time will tell. You know, it's been a we I, were,
1: I, again. I it's that thing of giving it a chance, giving it. Yeah, because again, I love the fact that on set photos and that are showing practical effects again. So they really are doing it practically, and they're doing it well. So I'm excited just for that.
0: I wait with bated breath for that one.
1: Um, I know. I don't know when it's going to be out. Like <laughs> who, could knows? Be next year. who knows? Who sure. knows? Who knows?
0: One thing I do need to talk about is the heavy use of leather in the Matrix. Oh,
1: oh. Why you does don't have
0: to talk right? it? I, well, <laughs> I, I, I want to know why everybody has to sport some sort of leather jacket or leather outfit. In a majority of scenes, uh... when when you, when you're online, it's like saying if you're online, you wear mm. leather. Why is that? I'm not a leather fan. Would you would you wear a leather jacket if you were in the Matrix? Have a, you seen? Have you
1: seen? Uh, I'd be like Ross in Friends trying to get a leather uh, leather pants on Oh, see, that's not a cool look is it? But the thing was again, you've got to look at the people who made the film the people who made the film were into that they're into like dance clubs that are soaking wet that are full of leather clad people with dominatrix style yeah, and true. that's just Devin that's just Devin here, I think. I don't I don't think it really matters. What again, I think as soon as I think what they're trying to say with the film, I think is when you're mainstream, you wear normal clothes. But yeah, when you okay. fringe and you're outside the system and you do your own thing, you start dressing more like, ha, look at me. And it's like leather, you know, and it's it's very like dominatrix style. It's it's not it's not normal looking. It's different. You stick out, you know. Mm.
0: Yeah, it's it's a. It's That's a what I go. think.
1: It? Yeah, it's, a, it's a valid oh, opinion. I did have to wet myself laughing in the second one where you'd like the talking in the sewer. All of them are wearing sunglasses and leather, and <laughs> they can't see a fucking thing. <laughs> and he's like, they're like throwing a map on the table, going, "This is this is the, as you can see, this is showing." And I'm like, I can't see fucking anything. What, what, what are you talking? And then Neo and and Trinity and Morpheus walk down the tunnel, which is also pitch black. <laughs> Why not? Why can't every man, woman, and child send army head? And you can. And I just wet myself going. Just take your glasses off. You don't need them on.
0: I just, I just never understood it. I get it. It's an aesthetic. It's an avatar. You know, it's meant to look cool, yeah. and it, it, does. It does look cool. But yeah, but I in just... the first one, you don't always rely on sunglasses. It's very true. they don't. They, are not. they not walking in t- dark
1: places with them on. You just put them on as a status symbol in some, some, some cases. I mean I think I think Mouse did have one once, but before he was shot in the first one, he had some of his But I don't know. Maybe it's maybe it's something that I'm not seeing. Maybe I need to read up on why there's some maybe there's symbolism for something. And but another the yeah.
0: hidden meaning behind the metaphors and exactly stuff behind the movie. There's a lot going on yeah. behind the scenes. It's not just, like I've said from the get-go, an action film a sci-fi film, there's a lot more to it, which you'll discover the more times you watch it. Like, I'm going to have to go back and discover this rain and water going down a <laughs> window scene because that's just blown my mind. It really has. I, believe, I mean, I, again, I noticed
1: the raindrop one on the car ages before, I mean, years ago, because uh, as an actor, you're looking at what, why they made a certain angle, why, why they, why they were squatting, looking up at this person rather than just making it a standard shot. And there's reasons why every shot is there because they're trying to show something in the narrative. Like when they show this show, they pan down at the beginning, looking at the rain just flowing down, and that's symbolism too. Because every time he t- he took a pill, when he's when he put that pill in his mouth to take it, it's like the Matrix let out a, a bang, you know, through through lightning. Because that was yeah. a, the birth of the one, So the system okay, creaking yeah. into into interaction. It, that's how I that's how I see it. Anyway, maybe you're maybe your listeners are probably going, oh, he's
0: fucking talking
1: bollocks. It.
0: <laughs> I'm sure that won't be the case, but everyone gets a different meaning behind the film. That's why it's recommended. Yeah. That's why it's, a, it's still a great film that I love watching. Yeah, definitely. Um, key moments. What's been one of your favourite scenes in the film?
1: Ooh, oh, stop it. Um, oh, God. It, again, every single moment. There's, there's different moments that mean different things. Like I was saying to you, the, the, the virus analogy with Smith was mm. groundbreaking to me. The whole what is control thing. I know that's more second one, but in the first one, it's it's that thing of waking up from something that's not real and how that impacts him. And it's a whole journey. The whole film is one moment for me uh, because it's 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 him waking up from something that's not real, dealing with it, conquering his fear, and then finding a new reality and then shaping that reality because he's now out of the system. Like you said before once he's out of the system, he's able to bend it to his will like we could do in real life.
0: I agree. I think for me, two things stand out. One is when, towards the end, well, the boat towards the end of the film, actually. One is when he's having that fight in the subway station with Smith, Neo, and he's about to be held in front of the train and, and killed. And he finally builds up the strength to say, like, my my name is Neo. Like, he's like yes, you are not Thomas no. Anson anymore. You're not Mr. Anson. You are Neo. And he just basically throws yeah. Smith off him and lets Smith get killed. I, yeah. I, I was really happy. That he's finally, like, saying, he has enough energy to yeah. fight against this agent that they always run from. My name's Neo, kick ass. And the other scene was literally the ending when he puts the phone down after speaking to the Matrix to say, basically, I'm going to show people what you really are. And he takes mm. flight. He's like, yes. Yeah. Hello, Superman. Hi.
1: Superman. But the thing is, have you noticed as well with that subway scene? Um, it's one thing I noticed again today is that Neo has this thing with death. Um, he e as soon as he's just about to see death coming this way, he, he sort of holds his, holds his nerve a little bit and he seems to sort of add another, he strips another layer of his, of his, of his what's the word I'm looking for, you know, insecurity. Okay. So when death's coming, he, he seems to sort of embrace it and then take action. And that's a running theme for every single one of these films because he does it over and over again with Smith. That's it's true. like they're doing this dance.
0: But it's a yin and yang situation, isn't it? They need each other. Again,
1: again it's that symbolism, the philosophical, because it is an oriental uh, style of filmmaking. Yeah. And again, their, their philosophy is yin and yang. There's always an opposite reaction, you know, to opposing reactions. And and it's got to be that balance, because if that balance goes tits up, um, things go, I mean, look at what happened with Smith. As soon as that balance was knocked off course, the whole matrix went down. Smith
0: because vital. Yeah. You know. He's vital to the, the running of the matrix, of the I would say as well, um, just we're gonna to start to wind down, how great it was to see the mainstream actors perform in the majority of the choreography in terms of yeah. the fight scenes. Yes, there were scenes when stunt doubles were used in the subway scene I for don't, example. i don't where like do,
1: whereabouts well this the, it's the scene, scene
0: when when Smith is using his fast punches to punch neil in the stomach in the wall Oh yes. And he drops down yes. onto his feet. It's clearly a stunt double. You can see the guy is a much bigger build than Keanu Reeves is and his hair is a bit off centre. Right. I, I, I noticed. But um I love the fact that the actors themselves are trained up enough to do most of the martial arts themselves and to make yeah. it look more believable. Yes, Keanu Reeves, Hugo even they're not great martial artists but on screen, they look believable because they trained to do what was what was needed. It's really
1: happening. There's no CGI involved in these in these movements. And it's like again with the new the newer Blockbusters we see now, these people are fighting, but you're not believing it yeah. because it's it's not real. There's nothing to touch. There's not, and there's something really good about it. all these uh, Matrix films. Were the choreography? It just takes a step up. And I remember reading that the Wachowski said to every single cast member right before we do any of these films, you've got to read this book. It was a specific book about philosophical ways of leaning because you can't have a deep understanding of it because if you don't you won't understand the script and that's why every single one of them is deep with their again with even with just eye movements when someone says what is what is real and the other one's going you can you can feel that they're pondering it in their head you know it's really good
0: if you had to give it a rating out of 10 what would you give it oh come on I have 10. to ask. I have to ask because you could have said there's, nine. There's no, for not no, such a reason, what, but,
1: you know. I always say to my kids, right? Always give yourself a lower mark because there's always room for improvement. Mm. Always in whatever you do. But in this case, with with a film like this, which is perfect, because it does, it's it's mainstream. It's got a mainstream attraction, even though it's not a mainstream film. It's it's technically nerdy film for me and you. Yeah, but. It's and it's also for people who like the idea of challenging their own perception and the spirituality of the world, and and what who who is in charge, and you know, even the conspiracy theory sort of ideas. You know, we're taking the red pill and stuff. So again, ten out of ten because there's not one part of it that I could say. I mean, there's one part that were, you know, when they're going for the doorknob for the oracle, yes. and you can see the camera.
0: Yeah. And that's the only
1: that's that's the only mistake. But again, that doesn't bring the doesn't bring the score down.
0: They dropped the ball there, though. Come on! Oh,
1: but I didn't notice it until my wife told me. I was enjoying the film, and she went, "Oh, do you know this is?" I was like, "Fuck
0: off!" (laughs) 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 Don't ruin the Matrix for me. (laughs) But
1: as I say uh, again, ten out of ten. It's like that thing again of as the series goes on, it loses a, a couple of those. Marks because even though they're doing more with the narrative, I think they're trying too hard to to try and fit too much of that or those bigger ideas in, and it slows down some of the scenes. Whereas the first Matrix doesn't have that; it's just con- it's concise.
0: Great opinions. I mean, I, I'm inclined to agree. It's it's ten out of ten. If I could give it eleven awards, and I will, I'll give it eleven out of ten. What the hell? Oh, come it's, on! You just can't t- break your own t- system. T- can't I kind of just turned that knob to eleven. It worked on Spinal tap. This one goes to 11.
1: Oh, oh but but now you've just broke the matrix. Oh, no, there's a glitch. Oh, no, what have I done?
0: You've just you've just thrown off the yin and yang
1: and now we're in chaos. Thanks. Well, I'm not going I'm not going to I'm not going to be able to do well tonight now.
0: <laughs> I'm sorry to have ruined your evening. <laughs>
1: I'll still stick my ass in the freezer.
0: <laughs> hey, if that's how you want to spend your evening, that's your business. <laughs> so I'm I'm going to wind down. Um what I would like you to do if if you don't mind is um give some people a bit of an insight on how you can Follow you, get in touch with you and keep up with your work oh, that you're doing. Easy. That's easy, fella. That's
1: easy. Literally, I'm on YouTube, so search my name, Stephen, with a PHJ Holleran, or even Stephen Holleran. You can see me ugly mug and bald. And I've got a load of videos on there. And my co-star, co-presenter, Harry Scott, uh search him as well. Although he's harder to find because he's got like He's really daft with social media. So he's got like dozens of profiles and trying to streamline it. So I think the best thing to do is find me first and then by extension find him because he's just as, as as big a part of our streaming life as possible. I'm on, I'm on live tomorrow. We're doing improv comedy again. So that's going to be a stupid night of fun. But here we go.
0: Excellent. I'm sure it's going to produce a lot of numbers for you. I can personally say Stephen is a hoot. He's been a pleasure to chat with. Pleasure to get that's to know. Very quick. And um, yeah, what's been, I don't know, an hour and 20 minutes of chat it seems like 10 minutes. No. It has. I'm sure we started an hour and 20 minutes ago.
1: I bet we barely spoke about it's mad, isn't it. It's not it? There's so much I wanted to talk about, with, with not just philosophically, but every frame of this film I wanted to talk about. You right. know what we should do? We should do like uh, a, a movie watch along. That's where we perfect. watch the film in real time and pick them up as they come up that sounds perfect that's definitely something to come back onto I would
0: love to do that but obviously we
1: can't do it online we'd have to sort of watch it Oh, we'd have to stream we could stream it because then it's not copyrighted
0: yeah 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 we could do that yeah yeah. we'll Mm. definitely get something sorted listeners as you know if you want to get in touch with me it's via social media Davie Tenmins. I'm on Anchor as well if you want to listen to the podcast directly from there but it is available in various podcasting outlets, I'm on Castbox, Radio Public, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, and many more. So just say to uh Timmons Minutes or Davier's I've that ten minutes and I'm sure you'll find one of the episodes on there. Go without saying that Matrix is fantastic and we both thoroughly enjoy it and recommend it. Yeah. Please make it your life's work to find it, watch it and enjoy it. And co- just
1: even if it's just for a guilty pleasure. Just watch it because it changes your life. It make it makes you think outside of the box that you've been put in, and 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 you need that enlightenment because if you don't have it, you know you're not going to think past a certain point.
0: But yeah, Stephen, it's been an absolute pleasure having you on. Hopefully, you hopefully we'll get you on again really soon and chat either in depth matrix or whatever it might be. Whatever, whatever floats your boat there's various well, topics you've, coming got, up. you've
1: got the abyss you wanted the abyss before but we'll we, we, we we have, have the chat off off camera yeah,
0: off we can do that, that. we can yeah. do that no problem at all again thank you for coming on I really appreciate your time and thank we'll, you. we'll catch up again soon okay so take it easy everyone bye 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 everyone bye I know you're out there I can feel you now I know that you're afraid you're afraid of us you're afraid of change is a choice I leave to you.